Uh, I want to remind you that the uh, wonderful people at Art Scroll and I continue to encourage you to use promo code radio. They have a massive, massive sale going on right now, and we have a very, very special guest with us live via telephone who's going to join us in a moment. But let me first do the pitch. Let me tell you what's happening at Art Scroll during uh, this period of time until February the 10th. Between now and February the 10th, Art Scroll has everything under the category of Talmud and Mishnah at 30% off. We're talking about full sets. We're talking about pocket size. We're talking about travel size. We're talking about hardcover, softcover, any category in the area of Talmud and Mishnah. Talmud, Mishnah, Ein Yaakov, Tosfos, the Art Scroll iPad, which is incredible, preloaded with everything. Normally a $1,500 purchase, which is now available for $799.99, an amazing gift for those who you know who love to carry around the entire collection with them. Talmud, Tanakh, Mishnah, everything. It's all in a preloaded iPad, a fully functioning preloaded iPad, uh, in a beautiful leather case. So go to artscroll.com. Take advantage of this sale between now and the 10th of February. Go to artscroll.com. Use promo code radio for your free shipping and more. Again, always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. With us live via telephone, the general editor at Artscroll Missora and somebody whose name is synonymous with Artscroll for the last four decades. And that's, of course, Rabbi Nussin Sherman. Rabbi Sherman, what an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Oh, my honor and my pleasure. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, Rabbi Sherman, what if I would have told you four decades ago that there is the capability through a relatively small electronic unit to carry around the entire Talmud, Mishnah, Tanakh, and more in one device that one can easily hold anywhere during a walk, on the subway, leave on the seat of their car. If I would have told you this years ago, you would have said... I would have said you're crazy and you should you see your analyst. <laughs> so what are your thoughts as you now see people actually carrying around this device? Mm. I just, I have no words for it. It's, it's an amazing thing. What you can do with this device is just incredible. You, you're learning the Gemara. You want to see the Hebrew version, tap on it, you'll get the Hebrew. You want to see what the Rambam says on it, tap on it, you'll see the Rambam. You want to see what Rashi says in a different Masechta, it's there. It's amazing. Unbelievable. The Siddur. The sitter has on the days that you say Yalavayavai right. appears on the sitter. Right. The other days it's not there. <laughs> right. You don't need it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'll tell you. Talk about interactive. And those are some of the details that I should have mentioned, in fact, that you can click on these hyperlinks and get all these different commentaries and uh, and references, other areas of the Talmud, Sukkim and Tanakh, et cetera, et cetera. It's just remarkable. Rabbi Sherman, could you could you take us back about a year? Um, we know that, um, and, and it's obvious to any observer of the Jewish world, that the Siamashas, which is now basically 13 months ago, uh, always has a massive effect on Torah study and specifically Talmud study in our worldwide community. Could you give me a specific observation about this one, how you saw or felt uh, the revolution that was going on during the period of the Siamashas 13 months ago? Well, I can give you one small anecdote. But a friend of mine told me a few days ago, his uh, his son, 
He took his son to the CMHS, and the kid was thrilled, naturally. And he said, he said, Tati, did you make a CM? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, no. Why not? I promised his son, seven years from now, I'm going to be taking you to the CM, and I will be one of them to sign him. And he's kept up ever since. Boy, I'll tell you, so, so there are a variety of reasons why people hopped on the Dafyomi bandwagon. It might be pressure from the next generation, or it might be an interest in just learning more and more, or a combination of both. That's right. I remember the first CMHS that I went to was in, in Felt Forum. Wow. And they took Felt Forum. People said, Felt Forum, you know, you have to get, you need uh, three or 4,000 people. You'll, you'll never get more than, uh, than 1,500. How could you take such a big arena? They filled it up. There was standing room only. Right. What was the first Daf Yomi shear that you remember? When was the first time you heard about somebody who actually, you know, at early in the morning, usually, you know, was gathering together in their shul to do dafyomi. Well, what's your earliest recollection of recollection of a dafyomi shear? Well, it wasn't quite a shear. My first recollection, I was learning in Beis which was the uh, the equivalent of uh, of Lakewood, the, right. the postgraduate yeshiva of Torah Vidas. Right. And there was one there was one chavrusa there that was learning dafyomi. I said, "What are you doing, dafyomi? What's dafyomi?" Most of us had never heard of it. You know, this is uh, this is 1957, 1958. We had never heard of Dafyomi, and here there's one chavrusa learning Dafyomi. And today, probably a hundred thousand chavrusas or more learning Dafyomi. And the different ways that it can be done by a telephone, and obviously in person shiurim, and so many people just carrying around a volume of uh, art scroll Talmud to make sure to get through the Dafyomi at some point. During the day, Rabbi Nussin Sherman is with us. Yes, Rabbi Sherman himself, general editor at ArtScroll. Uh, I do want to remind everybody, go to ArtScroll.com. Always use promo code radio, all Mishnah and Talmud. Anything in that category is now uh, on sale at an insane 30% off. Rabbi Sherman, I need your impressions of, of the Tosfos volume. I have actually seen you in situations where you suggested that certain things may not be able to be translated into English, that it would not be fair uh, to the original text to try to translate certain things. When it comes to Tosfos, some might make an argument that that could be that that you know could be the case that that some of the Tosfos are so complicated and so difficult to transmit and to explain in a different language that you know maybe some of that would be true. Tell me about the effort to take Tosfos and to create a, an entire set eventually of uh, Tosfos' commentary on Talmud? Well, I, th I thought so, too, several years ago. I thought that Tosfos was beyond us. But uh, we, have a, we have an amazing team that's working on it. Y you, you have to look at the, at the volume. Learn one or two Tosfos in, in, in the, in the Tosfos volume, and you'll see it can be done. It has been done. It's, it's right. an amazing thing. Yeah. They take apart the Tosfos. They, they give you an introduction to the Tosfos. They explain the background of the kasha, where a different gemara is involved. They'll explain that gemara to you. They'll explain the teretz. Not just translating it. They'll explain it. And then at the end, they'll give you a summary of the tesis. When you go away from that tesis, you, you feel that you've learned, even if you're a Talmud Chacham, you'll feel that you learned tesis as you never have before. And why do I say that? Because 
we've heard from Russia Yeshiva, who use that Tysus to help them prepare. And they say that they've never seen anything like it. And it's funny, because for how long did you have to endure the criticism, maybe that's the wrong word, or the observation, maybe that's a better word, uh, that, that it would not be the best idea in general to translate certain things into English. You want people to obviously uh, continue their pursuit of uh, studying uh, Talmud and Tosvos and many other things through the original sources, doing it on their own, etc. And now you have people who are not telling those out there to avoid <laughs> the English Tosvos. You're telling people out there it might help them actually enhance their preparation for a shear <laughs> with the English Tosvos. Times... <laughs> That's very flattering, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> let, me get, let me tell you something. Let me give you an anecdote. Rabbi Yankov Kamenetsky, who was one of the, um, once, after a year or two, when he had people reading the first few art school books, and he decided that it was an important thing. And he became our primary advisor. We went to him whenever we had a difficulty, decide how to do something, should we do something, how to do it. He once told us, he was speaking to Mayor Zlatovitz and I, and um, he said, well, when are you doing Shas? And we, we, we smiled. We, you know, we thought, this is a job where you can do Shas. You can do Shas. And he was very serious. And I remember he said, word for word, he said, ihr kennt das ton, und ihr darf das ton, und ihr wet das ton. He said, you can do it, and you should do it, and you will do it. And he said, if the Rabbani Shalom gives me the years, I'll write you a letter. Wow. Did not have the year. We started, we started doing it about six years after that conversation, which was a few years after his patira. And, you know, when you have, you have somebody like Rabbi Kamenetsky, yeah. the, the, the wise man of the generation, and he tells you that you can do something and you should do it and you will do it, and you start thinking, you know, maybe it can be done. Yeah. It, it wasn't just you and uh, Rabbi Zlotowitz and your colleagues going against the tide. You you likely would not have gone forward without the encouragement of someone like that. I mean, that's, you know. That's, you're, that's you're, true. And when, we were, and when we were decided to do it, we went around to Gedoyle Yisrael. We asked them their opinions, and they gave us letters. Rabbi Yashiv said to do it. Rabbi Shleim Zalman said to do it. The American Rosh Yeshiva said to do it. And believe it or not, believe it or not, and I saw this with my own eyes, and we have a picture to prove it, Rebbe Liashev, when the Hebrew Shas came out, he gave us a letter, handwritten, and his secretary at that time, Rebbe Liashev, was not writing, was not writing letters. They would, uh, he would dictate something, and he would sign it. And his secretary said, I'll, I'll, I'll write a letter for you, and the Roshiva will sign it. And he said, no, I know the people. They'll say I didn't really write it. <laughs> he insisted on writing it in his own hand. And not only that, not only that, he used, he used to use the, our art school Hebrew Gemara to prepare for his shiurim, believe it or not. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. How long after English started did Hebrew start? So I would probably about 10 years or so. Oh, it was that long. Rabbi Nussin Sherman is with us, general editor at Art Scroll. Masora, of course, his name synonymous with Art Scroll. I'm reminding everybody that now until February the 10th, everything the, under the uh, Talmud and Mishnah category, Tosfos, Ein Yaakov, everything. 
in every type of format is uh, available at 30% off at artscroll.com. Use promo code radio. And as we started this conversation with the iPad, a fully loaded iPad with everything, with Tanakh, with Talmud, with Mishnah, with everything, $799.99, usually a $1,500 purchase, suggesting that everybody use the opportunity to get that as a gift for somebody who you know would love to walk around with the entire Shas in the palm of their hands. An expression that was only an expression until recently. Rabbi Sherman, you know where we are. Our studio is um, just about a mile away from uh, from Masifta Tiferes Yerushalayim. Could you, from your perspective, I mean, we we, we have spoken on the air about uh, Rabbi Zlotowicz's relationship with uh, Rav David Feinstein, both of blessed memory. Um, could you give us uh, your perspective on the greatness of Harav David Feinstein, uh, especially this close to his passing? Rav David Feinstein was probably the most talented person in his generation in covering up his greatness. <laughs> wow. He was an incredibly great man. Um, somebody once told Reb Ruven, his brother, a Talmud told Reb Ruven, I heard, I heard that Reb David learned Shas a hundred times. Is that true? And Reb David was in, was in the room, and, and Ruven went over to him and said, David, somebody told me you learned a hundred Shas a hundred times. Is it true? And Reb David looked at him and he said yes, and he walked away. <laughs> he wouldn't lie. He wouldn't lie. He was very uncomfortable in telling the truth. Um the the effect or the uh, guidance that he gave to your efforts uh, was certainly noteworthy. It, it, do you remember anything specific where his greatness came into play when it came time for a certain publication or a question or a criticism that came up? Well, there were, there were times when he told us not to do something. Could you give us an example of that, or you're not allowed to say so publicly? No, I prefer, I prefer not to say it publicly. Okay. No problem. But oh. he was um, he he was always available. I, you you probably know, and I'm sure it's been mentioned on the air at least once or twice that he and Red Mayer were so close. Yeah. They spoke on the phone literally, without exaggeration, literally every day. Every day they spoke on the phone together, and his guidance was incredible. He was. There's more than that. He was, he was when you when you asked him something, he was able to get to the crux of it immediately. Mm. Let me give you two examples. Sure. May I have time? Yes, please. <laughs> Let me give you two examples. One of my sons runs a girls' school in Borough Park. Base Brocha. They needed more classroom space. They bought the building next door and they converted it. And he wanted to use the backyard as a playground for the girls. Right. But there was a fruit tree. Not allowed to cut down a fruit tree. He called Reb David. My, my son is a stolen Echosid, and the stolen Rebbe says, said that Reb David was the place of Kadar. Any serious question should go to Reb David. Wow. My son called Reb David, and in the course of a conversation, he mentioned that for, for the last few years, it hasn't been producing any fruit. And Reb David said, word for word, if it doesn't give fruit, it's not a fruit tree. <laughs> yep. How many people can you think of who would say something like that? <laughs> yep, brilliant. And I have a I have a good friend who's uh, very very well well to do, very successful in real estate. He does deals in tens of millions and sometimes uh, hundreds of millions. 
And a lot of times there are shivas there. Ribbis, a building uh, is open on Shabbos. What do you do at Hilcher Shabbos? Right. And he had Rabbanim that he went to. And he told me, somebody once told him, go to Reb David Feinstein. Reb David Feinstein? Yeah, go to Reb David Feinstein. He told me he went to Reb David with a very complicated Shiloh. He says he said before I was halfway through explaining it to him, he understood it better than I did. And he told me how to deal with it. Unbelievable. Was there wasn't an area of life that he didn't uh he wasn't able to uh, to figure out and analyze very, very quickly. No, uh, he was a, he was an expert in medical in medical matters. Doctors consulted him. Unbelievable. Um I assume I mean, I have to assume that somebody's working on his biography on behalf of the people at Art Scroll. That's true. And uh, I, I, I would guess that that hopefully by the first yard site we'll have that. I think so. It's a good, good guess. I'm, I'm rather confident that we will have it. Yeah, I can only imagine how many great stories will be in that. Uh, Rabbi Nussin Sherman, general editor at Art Scroll. You know what's going on, folks. It's very simple. Art Scroll has. Uh, has gone nuts. They've <laughs> they've taken thirty percent off of everything. Art Scroll, Talmud, Mishnah, Tanah. Excuse me, Talmud, Mishnah, uh, related. Uh, Ein Yaakov. It's all there. Um, when it comes to the iPad, that I remind you has all of uh, Talmud, Mishnah, Tanakh, Siddur, everything, and uh, literally everything can be in the palm of your hand. Rabbi Sherman, remember when that was an expression? The whole world in the palm of your hand. Remember that was an expression. Now we literally could find somebody. <laughs> You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Right. You give us 799, and we'll give you Kola Which is unbelievable. But, you know, when you're living through it, whoever sees the nace, right? Whoever sees the miraculousness of it when you're living through it. Uh, sometimes you have to step back and realize how incredible an accomplishment it is. Always uh, enjoy our conversations. Thank you so much for joining okay. us. Malcolm, can I mention one more thing that's sure. on the agenda? Sure. Please. Another day. Just the other day, Reb Shia Tversky was nifter, Rabbi Dr. Abraham Joshua Tversky. Yep. His, his, his tear was overshadowed because on the same day, Reb David Soloveitchik and Reb Yitzchok Shiner were nifter. Right. Rabbi Tversky was a very, very great man. Very great man. He was one of, in his field of psychiatry. He was one of the leading psychiatrists in the country in the field of, of, um, of substance abuse. He wrote probably over thirty art school books. Right. And I would, I would urge people if you want to be inspired, if you want to learn a lot about yourself and about Hasidic history and the great Admirim, check out Rabbi Tversky's books. I um, I had because of Art Scroll, I had the privilege of speaking with him on the air on multiple occasions because of the books that he wrote, as you just indicated. And did, he was the one, I, I saw other people were quoting this uh, over the last couple of days since his passing. He was the one who said, I've basically written one book, but, uh, you the know. Same book, 38 times. Right, right, 38 times, <laughs> which is amazing because, because if that's the case, if so many of them are about self-esteem, if someone goes through all of them, hopefully it'll really, really increase their self-esteem. But yes, And another thing, Rabbi Sherman, and this I'm sure you know, uh, and this we knew even before his passing, the number of people. From the different, from the variety of angles in the Jewish world and the non-Jewish world that he helped with real concrete assistance, 
is just immeasurable. It's incredible how many people out there, how many human beings, and of course so many from our community, that he was there to save their lives, literally. It has to be in the tens of thousands. Yeah, just amazing. Do you, I, know what his, do you know what his Tavo was, among other things? Yeah, in fact, I think I prepared properly for this because uh, Shlomo Katz has uh, Hoshia Samecha recorded, which we're about to play. Are you referring to the funeral itself? If that's right. Yeah, we're going to explain that and play that right now. I thank you so much for remembering him with us, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. been a pleasure, Nachum. It always is. I appreciate that. Rabbi Nussin Sherman, General Editor at Art Scroll. It's very simple. Rabbi Dr. Twersky said that uh, what he, would, he, would, he didn't want eulogies at the funeral. He uh, asked that um, as he was being Malava, as he was being escorted to his final resting place, he asked that uh, a song that he wrote, a Hasidic Shenigin, we'll call it. I'm sure it was Hasidic-inspired. A Hasidic Shenigin that he wrote, Hoshia Samecha, he asked that that be what plays as he is approaching his final resting place. This is Shlomo Katz, who recorded the song after the passing of Rabbi Dr. Tversky, specifically in his memory. Shlomo Katz with a special recording of Hoshia Samecha after the passing of Rabbi Dr. Uh, Tversky. Unbelievable. 